The following has been recorded at Cairn University. Any reproduction of this recording without the express permission of the university is prohibited. Thanks, Todd. Uh, mission is not just so, something extra, additional for us as Christians. It ought to be central in our thoughts and lives and plans and dreams because it's central to the Lord our God. We see it all the way back when he called Abraham. He made lots of promises to Abraham, but one of the promises he made to Abraham was, in him, in his seed, will all the nations of the earth be blessed. That was the vision from the beginning. And we see often through the Old Testament, including the psalm that was just read, uh, that the Israelites were to be a light to the nations. But the light didn't really come very much to the nations until Jesus came. And you remember what he said before he left. Make disciples of all nations. And so we see the spread of the gospel throughout the world. And the goal, ultimately, we read in Revelation chapter 5. Here's the picture of heaven with the elders falling down before the Lord. And they sang a new song. Worthy you, you to take the scroll, talking about the Lord Jesus, and open its seals. For you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation. And you have made them a kingdom and priests to our God, and they shall reign on the earth. We see the same thing repeated over in Revelation 7. In verse 9, after this he said, I looked, and behold, in heaven, this is the picture of heaven. A great multitude that no one could number, from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed in white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice, salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. That's the vision. That's where we're headed. And are we a part of it now? What is the fourth largest population country in the world? Indonesia. You got it. <laughs> Notice that there are more people living in Asia than the rest of the world put together. Three of the top four countries in the world are located there. China, India, and Indonesia. Indonesia with almost 250 million people. What is the largest Muslim population country in the world? 85% Muslim. There are more Muslims in Indonesia than in all of the Middle East countries put together. So, does anyone here care about mission? If you care about mission, you've got to be concerned about that part of the world. If you care about mission, you've got to be concerned about the largest Muslim population country in the world. And it's a large country. Show the next slide. Indonesia is wider than the U.S. is. Not as dense, obviously, because of all those islands, over 20,000 islands, but five major islands where the people live. In fact, uh, 
60% of the people live on that one island, Java. The west end of that island is the capital of Jakarta, and that's where we work primarily as a headquarters, but we have schools by God's providence all over Indonesia from one end to the other. And at the end of the chapel service today, we're going to talk to you a little bit about that far east end. Uh, Irian Jawa uh, was what it used to be called. Now it's just called Papua. It's the western side of the island that you had an announcement about before chapel about Papua New Guinea as a separate country on the, the eastern side of, of that island. But some of the poorest areas in Jakarta, some of the great, it's a great metropolitan area, very modern. But you have in Indonesia some of the uh, more poorest people in the world, particularly in Papua, some of the prim most primitive people left in the world. Indonesia, with all those islands, is, has uh, 300 different ethnic groups, over 700 different dialects and languages. Uh, when I have the opportunity to preach there in the chapel at the university associated with this school system, the university has over 16,000 students, and we have a picture of heaven <laughs> because we have a lot of expat, Caucasian, Europeans, and Americans there, but we have skin colors from one end to the other from all these different ethnic groups, all worshiping that one great name, the name of the Lord Jesus. It's really a picture of heaven to be there in worship with them on Sundays. So we want to talk with you some today about Indonesia, that great mission field and an opportunity you might have to be a part of it. Uh, the Light of Hope, Light and Hope Foundation has a series of schools, three different school systems, top-level international schools, all in English, and then a lower-level school for the villages, socioeconomically, not nearly as expensive, and a middle-level school. They have over 50 schools now. Their goal is over 1,000 schools before they finish uh, all over Indonesia. We're here recruiting today for people to come help us in the top-level schools. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Uh, but you would have opportunity to be involved in the ministry of all three types of schools, all three levels of schools, as well as other opportunities uh, around uh, Indonesia. Uh, now we want to show you a short video about the top-level schools called SPH, or SPEHA, Light and Hope uh, Schools. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Tom. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Tom. Sekola Palita Harapan is a group of five schools in Jakarta, Indonesia, which offer Indonesian citizens and expatriates a quality international standard of education in which English is the language of instruction. Espeha Lipo Village, Central City, and Lipo Chikarang are the only IB schools, while Espeha Kamang Village and Pluit Village, in some grades, are utilizing Cambridge along with IB curriculum in the higher grades. As a group of Christian schools, we base our approach on a biblical perspective of the world and biblical studies is a compulsory subject in the curriculum. Our aim is to equip our students to have a view of the world as created by God and sustained by Him. As those made in His image, they are taught to develop the gifts and talents they have been born with and to attain high levels of academic, cultural, fitness, 
and social skills so as to become people of influence in the world. We are a committed Christian school, so we are going to be doing things on the basis of Christian values. So this is going to be an environment in which people will not only learn about Christianity, but if they're already Christian, they can flourish and grow. Although we are very committed to the Christian perspective in education, we wanted to make it possible for people from any faith background to come and to be educated here. So that we are not forcing a Christian view on people, even though we're very open about that. We think that good education should introduce students to all the different perspectives in life. All Espeja campuses are complete with science labs for chemistry, biology, physics, and computers music and art facilities, swimming pools, gymnasiums, soccer fields, tennis courts, chapel room, food and design tech facilities, and an on-campus clinic. We want to help uh, develop a good educational thinking in Indonesia. We are an Indonesian school for Indonesian students. We want to educate Indonesian students well and through our Yayasan, through our wider organisation, to make that quality education available to any Indonesian who wants a good education. Have we got a deal for you? If you care about missions, the largest Muslim population country in the world, if you have an education degree, and if you don't, maybe you want to change your major to get an education <laughs> degree, you can come and teach in English. You don't have to learn the language. You can learn it after you get there, because these top-level schools, it's all in English. You don't have to raise financial support because you're going to be paid a good salary, plus benefits, plus a plane ticket home to see your family every year. And you're going to be living and working in a school setting. You can see the pictures. These top-level schools and facilities are better than any private school I've ever seen in the U.S., including the Olympic swimming pool. And about 160 expat teachers are there now. Uh, the majority of them Americans, so you would be around uh, a lot of others, but then have the opportunity to serve not only in the top-level schools, but be involved in the middle and lower-level schools. And they have a series of over 30 hospitals, Christian hospitals all over Indonesia, amazing ministries, the university with 16,000 students uh, in the largest Muslim population country in the world. We're going to be talking in more detail about that afterwards over lunch and be able to do a question answer session if you plan to slip away for your weekend maybe you want to change that plan and at least stay for lunch and uh, hear some of uh, what we have to say there but we'd love to interact with you but now i want to introduce to you uh, eileen riati she and her husband james were really the founders of this school system and let her share a little bit of her testimony and why they're doing what they're doing there in indonesia Oh yeah, we would just uh, get, get a little coffee. Uh, any of you had this Sumatra coffee? 
that's one of the islands. Uh, good coffee comes from uh, Indonesia as well. well. Thank you for the opportunity for me to stand here and to share God's work in Indonesia and the needs that we have and the opportunity for you to also be part of it uh, you know, in the uh, Christian education that uh, Dr. Rick Canada was sharing earlier. Uh, as mentioned earlier, that uh, Indonesia has 80% of Muslim population out of the 240 million people, and we do have 60% out of the 240, 240 million people are school-aged students that needs to be educated. I think we're amongst the few countries in Asia that has young population. And uh, we have, I think this is something that is positive for our country, yet we have a lot of things to work on to do uh, within the next 10 to 15 years as you know, how we raise the young generation uh, for the future. So this school started about 25 years ago, the first campus, with the vision to share the gospel, first and foremost, and also to uh, teach a Christian worldview in every subject that we have. Up to that time, uh, the education system is in, in Indonesia is only the government system or the international uh, schools where Indonesian students were not, Indonesian citizen students were not allowed to go in. So our school was the first school given the special permit at that time to hire expatriate teachers from different parts of the world to teach our students. So it was really a breakthrough. And I think now we have at least 100 over schools like us uh, with using the different uh, curriculum and hiring expatriate teachers. Why do we need expatriate teachers? Because in Indonesia, there is no a university that offers a Christian education uh, as major. Uh, in fact, uh, up to about maybe 15 years ago, it was just a diploma program, but then converted to a um, university degree program, but heavily emphasis on the content rather than the pedagogy because uh, the system throughout the country uh, is pretty much road memorization. I grew up with road memorization. That's why standing in front of many of you is not very comfortable for me because I've never taught to uh, present anything. I've never taught to uh, say uh, my opinion. It's just memorizing and putting it on a paper and be tested the next day. But anyway, I think uh, this is an opportunity because I grew up in that system. I want the young people in my country to get a better education system. And that's how the school started. So true knowledge, faith in Christ, and godly character is our mission. Repeat that. True knowledge, faith in Christ, and godly character. And our mission is proclaiming the preeminence of Christ engaging in a, in a redemptive restoration through holistic education. And we do want our graduates to graduate, also having the heart of doing the uh, gospel mandate and also the cultural mandate, which I'm, I learned yesterday that it is very much aligned with what uh, Cairn University is all about. So I do hope that you look into our website for the opportunity uh, to come and to serve together in Indonesia. I do not know uh, how many more years do we have this opportunity in a Muslim country where the legal system is not quite set uh, yet, you know. But uh, let's not be uh, pessimistic about it. While God is opening this opportunity, I think we have to do what we can do. Uh, one good thing about uh, the Indonesia, it's uh, we have we are so diverse. We have 29 provinces and many dialects, but our uh, logo or our saying is um, unity in diversity. 
and it is a theo, uh, a theistic, theistic, theistic country where everyone must have a religion out of the six religion approved by the government. So if you come to Indonesia and talk about God, it's very common. If you come and say I'm atheist, it's very uncommon, you know. But how do we talk about God and not stop there, but continue to talk about Christ? That's the most important, and we do want every teacher to come with a mission heart to share the gospel to all these students. Uh, so I think that's from me and... A little of your testimony. A little of my... Testimony, how did you become a Christian? Oh, okay. Uh, I, I was raised in a Buddhist family. Uh, my husband was also raised in a Buddhist family. We got married, we didn't know the truth. We bring our culture together and what happened? Of course, I want him to be like me and he wants me to be like him. You know, so over the years, the marriage were kind of falling apart uh, until the eighth year when the Lord touched my husband's life at the peak of everything. And he asked me to come back. At that time, I was in Los Angeles. I came back. I was surprised to see a new husband, a new husband without going through a divorce. You know, he was totally changed within just days uh, from a man who I see in the midst of the success, focus on himself, then focusing on on Christ and learning and you know and and the whole thing just changed it's amazing and I was blessed since then that was 25 years ago to be in a church where the teaching is very uh, very solid uh, so every week I go to church uh, you know really looking forward hearing the word of God hearing because through the word of God that I've never heard in my life at that time I was about 20 something years ago close to 30 years ago that I've never heard and it's just light after light after light. And how I see through the work, through the truth that I hear every week in the uh, church really makes me able to, made me able to see uh, my life before Christ and how foolish I was. All the things that I thought it was good, it was great, uh, but I realized that anything that I think it's good and great that comes from a sinful being can never be good or great. It's only in the truth. I think there's really a, a truth. So everything changed, our life changed, our relation, my, me and my husband's relationship changed, the way we view the work changed. Then we start understanding the, this Christian school concept. And my children came to the States, four of them, and graduated from different schools in the States. Three of them graduated from Christian University. At that time, we didn't know Cairn yet. So. Uh, two of them went to Wheaton and one of them went to Biola. And, you know, I learned a lot. I learned so much from Christian University that I thought, why don't we have this in our country from the K to 12 and also the university? You know, so we want to improve uh, the quality of our uh, Christian education because uh, we do not have the local people yet. Up to only 10 years ago, we started the teacher's college in the university, like what you have here for the Indonesian. But still, we need the expatriate teachers to come because you grew up in a system that you're going to teach. Uh, Indonesian grew up with a road memorization, road memorization system and they're learning the new system. And we're always afraid that they might fall back into the old system, but it's okay, you know. I think something has to be started somewhere uh, in order to bring improvement to the country. So what I always talk in front of the uh, many of the non-believers, uh, I said that we are Christian and this is our contribution to the country. Uh, you know, and I always pray that God will use our students in the future. So if you want to be part of this opportunity, I think I, I welcome 
everyone to apply to look at opportunity. I think we have three different opportunities. Well, more Next than that. Slide. But uh, one of them is to come in to be a full-time teacher. That's what I'm here for. Uh, you know, we have like uh, benefits that later on those people who are interested can come and check with us. Uh, you know, like salary and uh, also medical allowance and housing and um, plane ticket home. Plane ticket. The first one is two years, but then after that is one year, and uh, you know other things that I can talk about it in detail. Uh, so that's a full-time teacher uh, uh, allowances. And second opportunity is to come and teach for the summer program, which is only a month. So you'll be teaching two weeks in the first year of school, one week in the third year of school, and also a one week uh, tour part of Indonesia to just experience a little bit of our culture. Um, so these are the details. Next slide. Next slide is the uh, teaching practicum. So you can come and do teaching practicum in our country, mentored by some of the qualified expatriate teachers. Uh, it depends, I know that uh, on the regulation that you have in your state, but uh, some students have come to Indonesia to do teaching practicum. Next slide. And uh, other opportunity is, and we, we are launching a new That's science right. program. Yeah, so if you, you professors want to mentor our students who are really into science program, they can also do that. What's the ratio between expat teachers and Indonesian teachers? One to one at this moment. Uh, so you have a lot of Indonesian influence. Uh, half the teachers in these schools are local Indonesians, half are expats from speak English from around the world. A great opportunity to interact. One of the things we mentioned to you at the, uh, a few minutes ago is that in the third level schools, which goes into the villages, the poorer areas, we are also have schools now in the Far East and Papua up in the mountains. Uh, <clears throat> this is some of the most primitive areas left in the world today. The only way in and out is by the missionary airplanes. And we have six schools up there now, school, a medical clinic doing community development, following up and supporting and helping the missionaries that are there. Uh, one of those locations is a location called Deboto. Some American missionaries from New Tribes Mission found these people in the year 2000. That group of people had no contact with the outside world until the year 2000. It's hard to believe. 75% uh, infant mortality rate there before they were two years old when the, when the missionaries found them. They've lived among them, uh, learned their language, translated the New Testament into their language, but how do you go from there? This foundation has gone in a year ago, put a school there, now it's up to K through second grade, it was this year is up to K through first last year, and a medical clinic, and, and it, it, their own government didn't even know they existed when we went in there just a few years ago. Uh, the local government didn't know, plus the, the federal government. Amazing what the Lord is doing there. Uh, show a few slides of, of the schools that we're doing. Uh, these are <clears throat> Some of the uh, poorer schools in the, around the country, so the next one, if you will, uh, and particularly over in Papua, these are what the people looks like. look like. They get into uniforms and desks and uh, so forth. The next slide. 
uh, <clears throat> these are some of the locations. One of them you uh, mentioned there, Deboto. And to end with today, thinking about missions, education is great, medical care is great, development care is great, good food, water, etc. But we want to reach the hearts with the gospel for eternity, right? I want you to see a little video of an old man in this village of Deboto that came to know the Lord and what he said about his understanding of Christ. Sometime over the past couple of years, one of our neighbors, an older couple, has come to know Jesus as their Savior. This has been primarily through the vibrant testimony of their married daughter and teenage son. I recently asked the husband, a frail old man, to share his testimony. Years ago, he was blinded in one eye by a falling branch. Now, from a hard life and old age, his other eye is also failing. Despite being nearly blind, you'll be amazed to hear how well this man can truly see. Here are Dimapati's unscripted thoughts on Jesus.
Notice what he said at the beginning. In Jesus, we have a new cord cut for us. That's the way he expresses being born again. Boy, he gets to the heart of it, didn't he? The opportunity to work in one of the great metropolitan cities of the world, in Jakarta, all the way to some of the most primitive places in the world, in Papua. Uh, come and help us spread the gospel in Indonesia. And you had a couple of other comments. Okay. Well, um, I forgot to mention that we need about 30 to 40 teachers from K to grade 12 and also subject teachers uh, teaching in our school because some teacher repatriate and also due to the growth of the number of students in our foundation. So you need, uh, I just want you to know the, the number so you know there's some kind of urgency also. And if you're interested, please uh, open our website www.sphscolahplitaharapan.edu and we also have some uh, information at the back, some leaflet that you can pick up. And please apply uh, before December because we'd like to have all a contract out by uh, February and we will start uh, processing your permit to come to Indonesia. So I think that's the, uh, the last information from me. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for what you're doing around the world. It's your heart, mission. You said it to Abraham, and we see the vision there in heaven of people from every tongue, tribe, and nations worshiping the Lamb, worshiping the Lord Jesus. Uh, what a privilege to be a part of your great mission around the world. Thank you for what you're doing in perhaps the most unlikely place in the world, in Indonesia, uh, the largest Muslim population country in the world. And Lord, bless this ministry and other ministries there and guide perhaps some of these young people now or in the future to come and join in this great uh, school system uh, for what you're doing there in Indonesia. Continue to bless this school and this university. Bless uh, all of us as we leave this place and seek to serve you the rest of this day. For we pray in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you. Thank you.